Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Braden Kelly, author of Charting Change and Stoking Your Innovation Bonfire. Hi, Braden. Thanks for being with us today. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Andy? I'm good. Thank you. Appreciate you taking some time. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Yeah, so as you mentioned, I'm the author of a couple of books and a, a chapter in a third book called A Guide to Open Innovation and Crowdsourcing. Uh, and I also run a multiple author blog uh, called Human Centered Change and Innovation, which is at uh, bloggingInnovation.com is the short URL. Uh, and so I uh, travel around the world speaking to audiences about innovation, organizational change, digital transformation, and um, future in the future, and also write articles for a number of different publications and um, also create tools. So you mentioned Charting Change, my second book. Uh, in that book, I introduce a, a number of different tools which have been expanded into the Change Planning Toolkit, which is more than 70 tools uh, that can help people uh, plan and execute organizational change and digital transformation. Exciting. Get into the tools a little bit. Can you, you speak to some of the details of those? Yes. So one of the things uh, back in, in a, at a previous company that I, that I ran into is that when it comes to organizational change and, um, you know, especially the initial part, you know, for a lot of people, what they run into is staring at a blank piece of paper, you know, a, a, a project charter, uh, by themselves at a desk, and that's just not a very conducive way to plan a successful change initiative or a digital transformation. And so I started creating tools uh, to, to help people with that, to help um, literally get everyone all on the same page for change. And so the central artifact is, is uh, one of the key things that makes that happen, and it's called the change planning canvas. Mm -hmm. And then around that, on your change planning wall, you have a, a series of other frameworks, methodologies, and, and uh, worksheets that allow you to capture all of the, the key components for the, the change that you're about to undertake. But the most important thing is not by yourself, but visually, collaboratively, uh, with a group of people that you pull together, ideally cross-functionally, and you can do it in a room. Uh, you can print everything out, you know, create the change planning canvas as a, as a poster, and then 11 by 17s for the other tools up around it, or you can do it all virtually using a tool like Miro or Mural or uh, even Microsoft Whiteboard. Any particular industries or niche that, that seem to be served best by your tools, or is this as an incredibly broad sort of approach? It's it's definitely a broad approach. It's definitely targeted more at your uh, larger organizations. Uh, you know, not necessarily a, a solopreneur type uh, operation. Again, because then you're doing it by yourself, but more so for your your midsize and, and above organizations that are planning complex change initiatives or uh, digital transformations to try to put their customer back at the center of everything that they do. And are you generating revenue by uh, licensing or, or subscriptions, or is it exclusively through speaker fees? 
Yeah, so it's through through licensing uh, for people that want to do it themselves or also training uh, opportunities also exist for me to come on site and train and certify your 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 organization and, it, and its people uh, to teach the methodology and how to use the tools uh, and and then to, to certify that people know how to use those tools. Excellent. And, and what's the sweet spot in terms of size of company for you? Um, I think mid, mid size and above. So small businesses is probably uh, tough because then the team size is going to start to, to get small. And a lot of times, um, you know, people are just moving so fast and, and breaking things that oftentimes it's tough, tough for them to, to step back and, and do some of the, the big picture planning type, type things. Uh, a lot of people just sort of jump in. Um, but obviously that leads to more rework. Obviously that leads to the big scary number that some people try to dispute that, you know, 70% of change initiatives fail, uh, which actually tends to be pretty accurate if you start to look at it in the context of uh, not only the the change context, but compare it into other things like new product launches and, and things like that. You'll see very similar numbers in those those types of areas as well. And, and what makes your approach stand out from, I assume there are competitors in your field who, who have put out um, concepts of change for, for companies as well. What, what makes your approach so effective? Yeah, I think, I think what helps it stand apart is the fact that it's, it's more visual and collaborative and it's more of a modern way of working. Uh, so it's really all about, you know, getting out those sticky notes and, getting a diverse set of perspectives on each area of the change that you're trying to, to undertake. And then because of the way that you use the tools and you plan your approach, um, one of the, the key benefits is that it helps to, in addition to getting everyone literally on the same page, but as, you know, very sort of tangential to that is getting the buy-in and the agreement uh, and the alignment uh, around you know, we're doing this, people have a common understanding of what you're doing, how you're going to go about it, they can see uh, what the what the plan is, they can see where any gaps that might have been missed uh, in, in a first first attempt, uh, and be able to quickly fill those in. And so that's, that's where it stands apart is the, the ability to, to really um, build that buy in, uh, create that alignment, and um, create that momentum out of the gate. As a result, what are the biggest problems that you're solving for these customers? You mean in terms of what kind of changes are, are people pursuing well, I mean, or what, what do the tools there's, there's, solve? We're all talking about human beings. Humans tend to be resistant to change, right? So what, what are the biggest obstacles to moving forward once somebody's trying to implement your plan and, and what sort of problems are you solving for them? Yeah, so uh, there's there's a number of different things, you know, uh, pieces of of new thinking as as that are part of the methodology, the human centered change methodology, and so it includes things like the the eight change mindsets, which is helping you uh, not think of all people as you know one, uh, and really trying to to dig into you know what the different motivations might be for you know getting people on board, and you know that allows you to to take a segmented communications approach uh, to try to pull in different people based on what what their particular uh, motivation might be. And so that can help you build that that broader coalition and build that that momentum early on by trying to speak to people in the language that that resonates with them and the things that can turn them from a resistor to to a supporter. And and then there's also 
you know, other, other thinking in the, the methodology that helps you sort of categorize uh, the, the different levels of, of resistance and support that you might have. And, and one of the things that, that I like to highlight is that it's not about taking somebody from being a strong resistor and moving them all the way to being a strong supporter. Uh, if that's your focus, uh, that will contribute to your failure. Even if you just move people from a passive resistor to neutral or from neutral to uh, a, you know, a, a moderate supporter, you know, those those single category shifts can be very powerful, especially when you factor in the the reality that it's it's kind of like a bell curve. And so if you can, you know, move the the passive resistors to passive supporters, that's a that's a huge chunk of people that you're moving. Uh, and so, you know, that th those are some things. It makes complete sense to me. And and it plays into my next question, which is, uh, you know, COVID has provided obstacles, challenges, and opportunities, but there's a lot of change in the air. There are so many people who've decided that whatever they were doing for a living didn't really mean anything to them and they want to find something that does. So I, I would think this has played into your hand in the last couple of years in terms of um, people needing structure for change and looking for change. How have you been able to grow the business through COVID? Yeah, I think one of the things that we've seen is that, uh, you know, there was a, a decline in in-person events and, and a rise in people being interested in how they can use uh, virtual meetings and online tools to achieve some of the same objectives and not have to get on an airplane or uh, pay for a, a bunch of travel costs to, to bring everybody together in, in one place to achieve a, a goal. And so there's been an increase in distributed work team type uh, work where you're working with people from a number of different states or even a number of different countries and utilizing, you know, online whiteboarding tools um, and things like that, which, you know, that's where a methodology like mine really uh, has a strength is because everything was designed to, you know, be in a PDF format already and so you know instead of printing it out and putting it up on a wall you can paste it as a background and then put your sticky notes right over the top so you have your template there in the background and you're you're doing your collaboration right over the top and in a, in a guided way rather than you know looking at a blank page again and so so that's where um you know the the approach that, that i took uh years ago as i was pulling this together um you know was was perfect it's like hey you know that i had these kinds of tools these online whiteboarding tools as a distribution method or a way that people could could use the the tools and the methodology in my mind and and had started to to try to pursue partnerships with some of those those tool makers back in the back in the day and then you know as as everything became virtual then um, you know, that was that was very positive. I didn't have to, like, you know, redesign everything because I'd already been thinking that way from the beginning. Now, tell me about back in the day for a minute. What What's your origin work wise? What did you used to do before you, you branched out on your own? Yeah, so I have done a number of different things. I've done primarily consulting. So I've been doing human human centered design for over, you know, I think it's like 25 years now or something like that. And so, you know, I started out in the technology industry. Uh, you know, my 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 humble beginnings were on the phone answering technical support calls on all the semantic products. You know, whether it was semantic antivirus for the Macintosh or, uh, you know, the other the other tools to 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 you know, utilities. And um, I went from that to building semantics first web based technical support and customer service capabilities. And so we used. 
design thinking before that was a thing uh, to to pursue our design of the the uh, the solution that, that people are going to interface with the company on. Uh, and, you know, from there, I went on and built all kinds of different workflow based tools for people, you know, companies like the the Gap and Banana Republic and, and others. Um, and then, you know, went back and got my MBA to, to refocus my career in a more commercial direction. And mm -hmm. then, you know, started doing online marketing and, um, you know, process improvement and a number of different business consulting disciplines and and then started to get into the the innovation space back in 2008 i think it was um 2006 i think actually and uh and so that's how my first book stoking your innovation bonfire ended up coming about in 2010 uh was because i'd already you know written a few hundred articles on innovation and done a lot of research in that that area uh you know, across a number of different industries with a number of different innovation leaders. Uh, and, you know, that book is really focused on helping people identify and remove barriers to innovation. And then, you know, went back, uh, took on a day job again, and uh, did some some internal digital transformation work. And that's that's where the, the genesis came for the second book, Charting Change. And, and, you know, and really, you know, innovation is all about change. So that's how the two topic areas start to connect. And yeah, so it's been it's been a journey, but I've always, you know, been looking for opportunities to help people um, create, you know, and accelerate their their capabilities. And yeah, and so and then I'm and one of my big key focuses has always been to to help make innovation insights accessible for the greater good. And so so I built and sold a, a, a website called innovationexcellence.com. Mm -hmm. And now I've now I've restarted uh, a new multiple author blog that we're up over a thousand articles now um, that lives on my website and uh, provides exposure to a lot of great talented authors. And yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot it's a lot of fun. Well, hey, it sounds like you're helping an awful lot of people make positive changes and, uh, you know, helping people create fruitful teams is important in, in this remote culture. So uh, I appreciate that. What is something that you would like to be celebrating personally or professionally one year from now? Well, well, <laughs> I have a, a daughter getting ready to go off to college. And so uh, a year from now, I'd love to to be hearing that she's had a successful first year, uh, wherever that might be. Uh, she's got a, a lot of opportunity uh, and a lot of interesting schools that she's applying to. And so we'll see see which one makes her the best offer. Uh, uh, so hint, hint. Um, uh, and yeah, and, and then professionally, I uh, have a, a new set of tools that I've been working on uh, that comes together in a methodology called future hacking. And mm -hmm. it's really a set of tools focused on futurology and helping people uh, through art and science get to the future first. And so so that's so I'm hoping to successfully launch that in this year, 2023. And so that that would be another thing I'd be hoping to to celebrate is that lots of people are using those tools and and getting a lot of value out of them. To, to help them think through how to get to the future before their competitors. Excellent. Well, Braden Gelly, please tell us your URL, where people can find you, where they can buy your books, and what social media channels you're using these days. 
Sure. So people can find me at bradenkelly.com. Just put my two names together and throw a .com on, on the end there. You should see my my name in the in the little box here somewhere. <laughs> um, and and then uh, my books are for sale uh, on my publisher's website, on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You know, all, any any uh, prominent bookseller. They're also in many libraries around the United States. Uh, and and then in terms of social media. Uh, I'm fairly active on Twitter as at innovate on uh, Instagram. I pretty much just publish quote posters and that is uh, I'm Mr. Innovation with Mr. spelled out. And, and then, yeah, I mean, on LinkedIn, it's, you know, linkedin.com slash in slash my name, Braden Kelly, if you want to, if you want to connect or follow along. Excellent. Braden Kelly, author of Charting Change and Stoking Your Innovation Bonfire. Thank you for spending some time with us here on Business Ninjas. I appreciate it. Uh, hey, keep those, those sh- what do they call them? Shrieking? Sharp? And, and your sword <laughs> at the ready. <laughs> I, I actually had shurikens about 40 years ago, but that's a whole other rabbit hole right there. I got in plenty of trouble for having them too. Well, listen, I, I wish you and yours the best and uh, it can only help more people for, for you to get your word out because uh, uh, you can help meet people make positive changes in their life and uh, help their companies be fertile and grow, right? Yeah, and thank, thank you, Andy, for the conversation. Really enjoyed it. And, and you can as well, I'm sure, with everything that you do. So well, thank you. All the best for you in the new year too. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.